0: with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: Well, it has stopped snowing, at least in the downtown area here at Quebec and 3rd outside our station. Uh, it, It actually looks like a very nice winter morning outside with the snow on the... snow everywhere. Alan Wishart in the host chair, Steve on the production board, and... Snow is something that the Prince George Spruce Kings obviously have gotten used to over the years. Communications Director Cole Walde with me this morning. Good morning, Cole. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself?
2: I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, no problem. And now you guys have got... Well, let's, let's start first of all with the thing that we were talking a little bit yesterday when we were setting this up. You've got the Cranbrook Bucks in here tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. Same team, three games in a row. Yeah. Now, have you managed? Yeah. Did you did you get a chance to do any more thinking or talk to anybody else yesterday? About when the last time was that happened?
2: Yeah, i tried doing some digging, and the last time it was Brooks uh, okay. in the playoffs. Okay. So, yeah. um, friend French Church Brooklyn have played three games uh, in a row at home, but they didn't play three days in a row. So no. they had a day off pretty sure in between but yeah this is a bit of a different one but uh yeah it should be fun it's the only time Cranbrook comes up for the for the season so obviously they come up today I believe a long trip to say nice. the least so yeah they come up today and then it's a, a three and three this weekend
1: yeah and then I guess later in the season I think you guys go down there but I think I look I was looking at the schedule if you guys play trail and then double up in Cranbrook does that sound right
2: Yeah, I think we actually go up there twice. I think we go up there and play a trail in Cranbrook and then maybe two in Cranbrook. Okay. From my college. But things could change, right, with the whole um, schedule changes coming up. So we could see them uh, a couple times more. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Now, the big game this weekend, in a lot of respects, is the Friday night game for a couple of reasons. And the big one for the fans, I think, for the most part, is drop the gloves and sock it to them on Friday. Now, this is a fun event for you guys, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a jam-packed night, um, to say the least. Obviously, like you said earlier, drop the gloves, socket to them. uh, kind of a staple with our program and our organization, and um, we get really good donations every year from things that are thrown on the ice, and a large quantity of that also is just so good for the fans. And to add on that, it's 1980s night also. So it's two future games. it's two future games. Uh, in one, which we've never really done before. So, um, we're really excited. Not just obviously to drop the glove socket to them, but it's our 50th anniversary and it's one of our decade nights also. So, we're going to be, uh, acknowledging nearly 20 alumni coming out to the game, uh, tomorrow night from some from out of town, some from in town. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really jam packed night. We have special jerseys for tomorrow, uh, to commemorate the 1980s decade and six PPJHL championships. So, going to be a jam-packed we alluded to earlier Cranbrook's coming up for the first time ever so yeah. um, it's a long list of things that's going to happen.
1: So now the game on Friday being that it could be considered to be part of the 80s weekend if you will the, the look back at the 80s decade should fans maybe be thinking about what kinds of colors and stuff like that they were wearing back in the 80s and maybe look for gloves and socks and tubes and stuff that have those colors on them?
2: Yeah, so the jerseys they wore in the 80s were the, the ones they won a lot in were it was a blue blue jersey with the red and white trim down the side. And uh, that's exactly what we're wearing. So, okay. okay. Um, I think it's pretty exciting. I think it's my favorite jersey that we have out of the five retro ones. Um, but yeah, and obviously we recommend some for the from the drop the glove socket to them side of things. Uh, there's obviously, um, we recommend having some fairly new clothing to throw in yes. and some warm clothing. Yeah. So we can help obviously our downtown scene a little
1: bit. Now, just so people know, because this is a slightly different name than a lot of the other ones go by, what is the concept behind drop the gloves and sock it to them? What happens and when? Yeah,
2: so uh, you show up to the rink, the doors will open at 6 o'clock, and the 1st shirt Spruce Kings score their first goal. Um, we hope to have all, everyone have their warm clothing in a plastic bag and then throw it on the ice when we score our first goal and the players will obviously help clean it up. You know, it's fun because when we have a game at our rink, you know, you see other games that have their teddy bear toss, and it takes forever to <laughs> clean up and, you know, take pictures and all that stuff. But our rink's so small, yeah. it's so easy to clean it up afterwards. So, <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, we're excited. Obviously, when we score the first goal, uh, throw, that, throw it on the ice, and it should be a really great event. We can't wait for it.
1: Now, are there any... Real, what kind of things are you looking for people to bring? Like just warm winter clothing of any description? Can people bring like small toys if they put them in a bag as well?
2: Yeah, I don't see why not. I think the, the you know, the popular ones are the mittens, the yeah. toques, the, the socks. Um, someone's put a jacket out there before, so um, yeah, there's a lot of warm clothing. The unique one I or when people throw brand-new socks. I think that's awesome. So, uh, I, I think that's great. And, uh, yeah, any warm clothing you can find, whether it's big or little, just, if you could put it in a bag, that would be great so we don't have all the fluff sticking to the ice. Obviously, our player's safety is fairly important. So, uh, But, no, yeah, make sure to throw in a plastic bag and, again, whatever you have to throw in the ice, uh, let it rip.
1: <laughs> now, now, from what you were saying, do the players on the Spruce Kings help out with clearing the uh, items when they're thrown?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Everyone will come out on the ice after we score the first goal and help put stuff to the side. We have great volunteers also that will come help and help pack the stuff away, and then we'll donate it off. But, yeah, the players love it. They're so excited for it. You know, I'm around that dressing room every day, yeah. and this is a game that they have circled on the calendar. Probably the biggest night. No, not probably. It is the biggest night of the season, so... Um, They're really excited.
1: And I'm guessing one of the reasons it's the biggest night is it's the night where every single guy in that dressing room wants to be the one to get on the scoreboard first.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm wondering if the boys are putting in their best now for who's going to score the first (laughs) one. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, obviously a lot of goal scorers on that team. And, yeah, I think whoever's going to score that goal will be uh, uh, one happy camper, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and now... What is the BCHL, is there a BCHL rule for how late in the period the goal can be scored and still finish the period as is without adding that, that time to a second period?
2: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there's really any rule. If we score with one second left in the period and there's a big delay, they'll do one more face-off and yeah. that'll be the intermission. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't think there's any rule beyond that. What I do know is that our intermission... Uh, the first intermission is when we indu- introduce our 80s alumni, mm. and that's goes to be a 22-minute intermission. So that okay. will be a little bit longer, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the league's okay with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but if the goal is scored, with say, two minutes to go, even though it might take you 10 minutes to clear the ice, you would come back out, play those two minutes, and then go to the regular intermission. Yeah. So okay. there's a same game out yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. No, just wanted to check. because I say, I um, was talking with Andy Beasley from the Cougars yesterday about their uh, Teddy and Chuk toss. And he was saying the right. WHL rule is five minutes, which is surprising because I thought it used to be like two or three minutes. But you're right. saying the BCHL doesn't have a hard and fast rule, it's kind of up to the teams.
2: Yeah, from my knowledge, that, that, okay. I could be wrong, but from my knowledge, that's what I'm pretty sure of. And I know we'll do it quick, just with oh, yeah. you know, our rank being a little bit smaller.
1: <laughs> now, do is this something all the teams in the BCHL do now?
2: I think so, yeah. I know a handful of teams have already done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be part of one in Salmon Arm next weekend. Huh. Um, so I, I know Vernon's already had theirs. Trail's actually doing the same thing we're doing, so that's pretty cool that they've kind of Run from what we started. Yeah, um, Penticton's yeah. already done it, so yeah, I think every team has some sort of Christmas theme type, uh, type of game coming up here.
1: Yeah, and so now you guys have not been involved in, in one yet, though this season. We have,
2: yeah, no, just no. next. I believe next Friday uh, in okay.
1: okay, so you get a chance to show them how it's done.
2: Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, we can keep them up the scoreboard next Friday.
1: Now, when. With all the teams now doing this sort of thing, do you guys get together with your counterparts on the other teams, and just maybe even exchange ideas about things that you're looking at doing or saying? We've got this coming up. Have you guys tried anything to go with it that might work, or is it is basically every man for himself?
2: Yeah. Well, I know from our side of things, we're we like to keep the tradition. Yeah. Um, I know we've done the drop the gloves socket to him. I, I want to say for double digit years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a very popular thing. And it, I, again, like I alluded to earlier, it's so cool that, you know, a team like Trails kind of, um, implementing what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. obviously it was our downtown scene in some aspects. Um, it's, you know, a very cold time of year and it's, uh, great to kind of give back to the community, um, in that, in some sort of capacity. So, um, but yeah, I think it's kind of more of a, your, your team does your own thing, but the fact that some people are kind of jumping on our backs and wanting to do kind of somewhat the same thing is pretty cool, also.
1: Yeah. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, Prince George has a reputation, I think reasonably well deserved, as being a last minute town. I would yep. suggest to people, though, if you're going to the Spruce Kings game Friday night, get there early because they could score in the first minute.
2: No question. Um,. Yeah, the doors open at six, but um, I definitely get it before seven. Um, yeah. This team likes to score. I think their third most in goals for this year. So um, yeah, a, they've scored a lot early, a lot of early goals too. So yeah, you're right. Make sure to get to the rink early if you haven't got your tickets. I definitely recommend to do so with our limited capacity. The game's yeah. already almost sold out. So wow. um, make sure to you get your tickets.
1: Yeah. Now, how can people get their tickets?
2: Yeah, you can give us a call at the First Kings office two five zero. Mm-hmm. Or you can visit the Spruce Kings website, www.sprucekings.bc.ca. Very simple process. Just click the tickets tab, and it'll take you right to the game on Friday. So, um, those are two easiest ways to, to get your tickets.
1: Now, one thing I have to ask Cole, because I believe you are still doing the Spruce Kings broadcast, are you not?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, here come the Teddy Bears. You now know you've probably got about 10 minutes to fill. With absolutely yep. nothing, and you can't even use the stuff you were going to use during the intermission because that's still coming up. What do you do?
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even thought of that. yet, but coming uh, up <laughs> a very good point. But um, I'm, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. So obviously, we'll probably talk about the you know the St. Vincent de Paul and the downtown scene, and yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be coming up for sure.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> But you will, But now that I've put the bug in your ear, you're going to be starting to think about, oh, yeah, I've got to fill some time in there. <laughs> yeah, I just gave
2: me an extra hour of work here to figure out some prep.
1: Well, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: no, hey, I'm just kidding. You,
1: awesome. You'll thank me for it on Friday evening when you sound like the consummate professional when the teddy bears are on the ice and the chooks and everything else, and you are just smoothly gliding through. Yeah. We if, hope. If we were to-
2: I guess I would give you the secondary
1: assist. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, so now, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm guessing to some extent the other nice thing about having it on Friday is by Saturday, uh, tempers might be running a little bit hot with teams that have seen each other then three times in three days.
2: Yeah, i kind of the the grind if you will part of the three and three yeah um, you know obviously everyone's gonna be really tired too you know when you put it back, back in itself is is, very, is a, a grind so having a third one is yeah. gonna be uh, hard on the body I think but God kind of got got through it's the last home game of 2021, so I think that's something they could use for a little bit of motivation. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think those teams will like each other very much, especially when we get to that third game.
1: No, so again, that's the good thing about the Friday game is it's a bit of a feel-good game, I think even for the visiting team. Because yeah, they don't want to give up a goal, but they know if they do, it's for a good cause.
2: Yeah, exactly. Bottom line. as long as we're able to help the community in some way, but it'd be definitely nice if, if we were able to score early and and get it yeah. out of the way and just play. But, uh, yeah, a special night all around, and we're
3: so excited for
1: it. Okay. Cole Waldy with the Prince George Spruce Kings, thanks very much for coming on and talking about Drop the Gloves and Soccer Two Night coming up on Friday. Get your tickets, people.
2: Yeah, no kidding. I agree. uh Make sure you get your tickets.
1: Okay. Have a great day, Cole.
2: Yeah, thanks, Alan. Appreciate
1: it. Okay. Take a quick break and be back with more after 9. Hi, this is The Wolfman. CFIS-FM features two weekly shows dedicated to local musicians, Homegrown Friday Night at 10 and Homegrown Light Wednesday Afternoon at 1. Both shows feature music and interviews from local artists performing and recording in our area. Homegrown features a mix of heavier sounds and Homegrown Light focuses on the softer sounds. Check them out. Homegrown Friday Night at 10 and Homegrown Light Wednesday Afternoon at 1. Only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
3: How can you protect your keys? Simply attach a WarAmps key tag to your key ring. If you lose your keys, the finder can call the number on the back of the tag or drop them in any mailbox, and the Waramps will return them to you by courier for free. Today, the key tag service is more important than ever with the high replacement cost of keys and remote devices. Waramps key tags. They're free and they work. Order yours at waramps.ca and help make a difference in the lives of amputees.
4: The Ministry of Highways has avalanche control work scheduled for today on Highway 97. The work is taking place between Powder King and Old Hassler Roads, about 9K north of the Pine Pass Summit until 4 Mountain Standard Time. Expect delays of up to one hour. Once again, that's avalanche control work scheduled for today until 4 Mountain Standard Time, just north of the Pine Pass Summit on Highway 97. Expect delays of up to one hour. Forecast from Environment Canada, clearing this morning, then a mix of sun and cloud. Winds from the west at 20 gusting
1: to 40, a high of minus 1 with a wind chill to minus 13. A mix of sun and cloud tonight, gusting west winds continuing, a low of minus 7 with a wind chill to minus 14. For Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud, more gusting west winds, a high of minus 2 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 7.
0: This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS FM.
1: Okay, and we are back, and we're just waiting to get in touch with our second guest for today's show. So, chat about a couple of the things that are coming up in the near future. One I didn't get to yesterday Mm -hmm. is the Prince George Fiber Arts Guild has been holding their annual sale on the weekend in the Fiber Arts Guild room at Studio 2880, which is located at—I'm trying to remember the address—2880 15th Avenue, I Mm think— Yeah, it's weekends um, until December the 12th. So this weekend is the final one. It runs from 11 till 4, or you can make an appointment through pgfiberarts.ca and then go under contact. Um, everybody needs to have the vaccine card and we're menus m- masks. I think it says masks. Mm. I don't think you would wear a menu. <laughs> but it says masks. And they are also though, if you don't, if you can't make it out this weekend, they have got a pop-up market that's going to be happening. Same place, the Studio 2880 gallery this time though, not their guild room, the gallery itself on December the 18th from 9 until 3. And again, everybody has to be wearing masks and probably have the vaccine cards. So that's something to keep in mind if you're looking for Christmas presents for people and they enjoy the fiber arts guild type stuff. The uh, if you prefer to do your crafts at home, there is um, an event called the Better At Home Christmas Craft, which is being set up for next Wednesday, a week from today, a week, from today a week from today, at one p.m. and it's a Zoom thing. So there's a limit of 25 people, and you have to sign up by Friday, December the 10th. And the idea is you paint a Christmas picture. And the paint, the canvas, and the materials will be provided, which is one of the main reasons you have to sign up, is they've got to get the materials to you. So as I say, you have to sign up by this coming Friday, December 10th. And the contact is Katie, and her email is lawadvocate at pgnfc.com. Or you can call or at 250-564-4324, extension 286. So, again, that's the Better at Home Christmas Craft uh, Zoom on December 15th, a week from today, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And everything is provided, assuming you register by Friday. Um, we were talking yesterday with Judy Russell and Ken Hall about the Nutcracker.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we it, We found it kind of interesting that p g s o and also my down studio ones putting it on the tickets are being sold through theaternorthwest.com dot com mm-hmm. and of course they are also selling tickets still for their um current production of the marvelous wonderettes, which goes now until december the nineteenth Have you been i have not you have not i have not. I'm ashamed to say I may be okay um, but again this is not a big surprise to a lot of people because if you remember long 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 ago in, a far in the years land. BC before COVID the theater Northwest productions were almost always held over mm-hmm. very seldom did they say it's going to run from here until here and that was it I think I can only remember once, and that was because and they they've warned people ahead of time. They said these are the dates because I think there was at least one, maybe two of the main cast members had to leave at that date to get to their next gig. There you go. So yeah, you could have you you could have held it over and just had this hole on the stage, <laughs> which doesn't work too well. No. So. Uh, and just a quick reminder, because this is this is not actually all that far away. Their next show starts beginning of February, February the fourth. So that's less than well, it's less than two months. Comes real quick. Yeah, and it's called Glory, and it is based on the true story of the Preston Riverettes, a women's hockey team from the nineteen thirties. And so this this sounds kind of kind of neat. I guess they're not going to actually have a hockey rink on the stage. Well, they're going to have sort of a rink. Like, they're going to have a set that looks like a rink, but there's not going to be ice on the stage or anything. I guess they figured that might be a little bit dangerous. Just got to
5: use that baby blue paint.
1: Yes. So they are working on that. Um, Obviously not... (laughs) really working on it all that much right now because i don't think the marvelous wonder rats would appreciate coming out and suddenly realizing they're in the middle of a hockey rink
5: doesn't work too well i was just wondering looking out the window if that's uh our guest uh lois cleaning the windows over at the farmer's
1: market i'm kind of hoping not (laughs) Because she did say that she wanted to do it by phone. I would be thinking if she was over there, why wouldn't she be able to just come across the street and join us? There you go. But uh, no. So, what else have we got? Oh, um, there is a. um, The First Link Dementia Helpline is putting on an in person education uh, class, if you will, getting to know dementia enhance your knowledge about dementia, and learn about the different types of resources that are available at any stage of the disease. And they are actually holding that next Tuesday, December the 14th, from 1 to 3.30 at the Prince George Public Library. So the downtown branch. And uh, if you want to register to learn more, call 1-800-936-6033. And they, of course, also have a lot of online courses still being offered. Best way to find out about those is to go to their website at alzbc, excuse me, org, And you'll be able to get a list of all their workshops, the online ones, and everything else. Uh, <laughs> and just going through. We got a couple of different newsletters in the last couple of days from groups in town. You go through them, and some of them are events that happened like last week, so there's really no sense promoting them. Mm-hmm. The uh, Caregivers Connect, BC's virtual support group, means the second and fourth Thursday of each month. So their next session is tomorrow from 2 to 3.30 p.m., um, you have to pre-register. And again, that is a virtual support group. Um, you go to familycaregiversbc.ca. You register. You'll get a password and instructions on how to join the Zoom meeting. So they've got that one happening on Thursday. Uh, the BC Men's Virtual Support Group meets December 14th. So again, that's a week from yesterday, next Tuesday, from 7 to 8.30 in the evening. Hmm. So a couple of different meetings there. And, again, that's familycaregiversbc, all one word, dot .ca, to get the information on those. Uh, reminder, again, well, it's getting closer now, January the 2nd. That's You're thinking, close. well, that's next year. That's close. That's next month. It's about three 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 and a half weeks away. Mm-hmm. That, of course, is when Reflections over at Two Rivers Gallery wraps up. It started back in October, so it's been there for a while, and it's on until January the 2nd. It is works from the 35 years of their permanent collection. Hmm. The gallery itself is 50 years old, but they didn't actually start a permanent collection until 35 years ago. And I'm pretty sure that when we did the interview with George Harris from over there, Mm -hmm. he was saying, I think he said the first piece of art that they got donated is one of the pieces that's on display. Mm -hmm. Just to sort of take it right back to day one and then show how it's evolved since then. They also are looking for feedback from people going through the collection on what they think an art gallery in northern bc should look like where stuff like should there be more of a focus on um promoting local artists in the major displays should there be should there be canadian exhibits coming through on a fairly regular basis just to give people an idea on what's happening in other areas should the exhibits maybe be focused on specific issues and stuff like that? They'd like to know. They want to know what you want to see at Two Rivers Gallery. So, again, you've got to do that pretty quick, though, because I think the deadline for that is basically January the 2nd as well.
5: Well, did the Reflections exhibit, did they have intervals where they changed up some of their pieces? I, I mean, they've I, got between six and 700.
1: Yeah. I don't know if they did or not. Because I seem to recall George saying as well that one, exhi- one exhibit, I can't remember now what it was called, but the one exhibit took up most of one room, I think, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. So I don't think they'd be moving that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, And just uh, keep... Uh,
5: <laughs> well, they must have a lot of large pieces.
1: Oh, I would think they do. And they've probably also got a fair number of small pieces. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the donations, like some of the donations are from, like local donors who will purchase a piece and then donate it to Two Rivers. But a lot of times, the different artists who they have on display will leave them a piece or send them a piece later from the display or another piece that wasn't in the display, which Two Rivers can then have in their permanent collection as almost a reminder of some of the people they had on exhibit. At different times. Different times. We are going to go to a break. Come back and talk some more after 9.
4: Prince George Public Library has partnered with BCNet, a shared services organization to offer the education roaming service. This makes it possible for students, faculty, and staff to seamlessly connect to their post-secondary wireless internet network from public library branches. Our public library is the first in BC to offer the EDU Room service. It's the latest move for the library to close the gap in access to information as BCNet continues to expand EDU free Wi-Fi service for higher education and research. On through January 2nd at Two Rivers Gallery, Reflections is a critical look at the past and future of their permanent collection. And now, Two Rivers Gallery invites you to take part. Interact with the permanent collection by sharing thoughts and creating labels and hashtags in response to the artwork on display. What do you think an art collection in Northern BC should look like? Stop by with your feedback today at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza.
0: The United Way Tree of Lights is back for this holiday season. Located atop the Coast Hotel Prince George by APA, you can become a sponsor or donate to the fundraiser by emailing information at UnitedWayNBC.ca or call 250-561-1040. Follow the event on Facebook and Instagram at United Way NBC and check out the webpage at UnitedWayNBC.ca. The annual United Way Tree of Lights sponsored by Coast and North Hotel by APA, Sterling Crane, King Pine Contracting, and Warmack Ventures Limited.
4: New Horizons for Seniors Program Call for Proposals is currently open and looking for your project ideas to help seniors in your community. The deadline to submit an application is December 21st at noon. Take in one of the many information sessions through December 14th to learn more about this important opportunity. Community-based projects are eligible to receive up to $25,000 in grant funding. To register for an upcoming information session, search for New Horizons Seniors Program at eventbrite.ca.
0: You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM.
4: And
1: we would be remiss. We we had forgotten to mention this when it started, but we'll do it now. The United Way Tree of Lights is up already. And, um, I, okay, funny thing is I'm looking at their press release. Mm-hmm. I know where the Tree of Lights normally is. Okay. Um, it does not say for certain, but that's where it is. It's normally at the top of the end of the north. That's right. Yeah. I have not... And you can't confirm that. No, I have not been... I have to admit, I have not been looking for it, of course. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so it was November 29th is when it started... And what they did was they turned it on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and then turned it off again at
5: 4.30. Just and to then, show how many lights are?
1: Yeah. Okay. And then as the donations come in, they will light it up again string by string. Oh, okay. Okay. You can drive by the United Way office to donate. You don't have to get out of your vehicle. I think this was basically for the kickoff day, because it says the first 50 people who drive by will receive a gift card from Mr. Mike's. Well, there well, you I go. I think those are probably long gone. <laughs> <coughs> but uh assuming United Way of Northern BC would still be the contact people, obviously, for um, the Tree of Lights. And we got another press release from them. Okay. Oh, it looks like their phone number is 250-561- Ten forty, And the website, I'm going to go – they've got an email address here, so I'm just going to assume the normal thing here. I'm going to assume the website is unitedwaynbc.ca because that seems to be how a lot of these groups do their emails. Is, mm-hmm. It's based right off their websites. So that is something that will be going on for some time. And, again, that's the United Ways kind of – I guess that's almost their traditional – Very. Christmas scene yeah I know again and again this is something where obviously we really wouldn't have been able to do much about it but I know again working at the free press we would always get the call from the United Way saying hey there's going to be an 80 foot tree heading up the outside of the coast of the north tomorrow and being set up do you want to be there to get some pictures there you go yes of course, every once in a while we would do rock, paper, scissors at the office, depending on what the weather was like. Because they, do well, I mean, I didn't mind going out there in a little bit of snow and stuff like that. But if it was a blizzard and it was like minus 20, I could usually find something else I could do at the oh, office. Yeah, when you get older,
5: it. the cold gets to you a little bit. Yes.
1: Worse, you see? Yeah. No, but it was always. Uh, it was always fun, and it was always somewhat of a challenge for a photographer because do you get the picture of a tree lying on the ground in front of the coast where you can where you might be able to get a better idea of exactly how big it is if you shoot it from one end to the other? do you get it when it's being lifted when, when they first stand it up, yeah, or do you lift it or do you do it when they get it standing up because again, usually at that point it isn't even decorated no. So, do you wait a couple of days and come back when they've got at least a couple of decorations on it?
5: it I, was would, always I a, would show the tree.
1: Yeah. It was always an incredible debate around our office, which gives you an idea of just how interesting the debates around the newspaper office can get at times. Over a tree? Yes. Um, oh, another event that's coming up. Last week... Last week we chatted with uh, Marcy horekasi about the um, Women's World Curling Championships coming up,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and I think it was the week before that we talked with um, his name escapes me now Uh-oh. with the Caledonia Nordic Ski Club. Yes, about Kevin. No, close John. enough. Yes. About the um, sorry, Kevin. About there. the Canadian um, biathlon championships coming up. It'll be later next year. Like not really mm-hmm. late next year. Obviously, it's still going to be in the winter. Uh, the other event that we've got coming up next year, of course, is the BC Summer Games. I know that's a that's a fair ways away still. Like, it's not until July.
5: Yeah, but they spend the rest of the year working on that one.
1: Oh yeah. And I am going to see if I can get in touch with somebody from there to possibly come on next week even and just talk about um, what they need for volunteers and stuff. Because that's something where if you're volunteering for a specific sport, you may be required to have like a level X judge or a level X. Well, when I volunteered, when I was going to volunteer for the... um, of Winter Games in the curling mm-hmm. I had actually gone out and started working on my scorekeeper levels mm-hmm. and then it turned out that uh, at the free press it was going to be all hands on deck and I wasn't going to be able to get the time off there you go so I did score. Ke- scorekeep a couple of curling events leading up but uh, then I let it slip but you might need something like that for some of these events I do know I am not going to volunteer for the track events.
5: Well, I'm sure they got their directors uh, set oh, yeah. up already. And yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sure we can get somebody in to You'll talk get a about website, need anyway. for volunteers and everything. But no, as I say, I'm not going to volunteer for track and field because the last couple of times I did that at track meets, they um, said, How would you like to be the javelin catcher? <laughs> I thought about it for a couple of seconds, and then I realized, okay, that might be their way of saying, no, we're good. Thank yeah, you very the,
5: much. The javelins get the slow ones,
1: yeah. Yes. Okay, we are going to take another quick break and be back with more after 9.
4: The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is seeking regional soccer coaches and team managers. Individual regional committees will select their team volunteers and oversee the regional team selection process. For more information and details on how to apply, visit ispark.ca. That's ISPARC.ca. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council looking for regional soccer coaches and team managers. Application deadline is 4 p.m. January 14th.
1: A message from the War Amps. When you use a War Amps key tag, you protect your keys. If you lose your keys, the finder can call the number on the back of the tag. Or drop them in any mailbox. <laughs> and the war amps will return your keys to you. For
3: free. Order your key tags today at waramps.ca. And make a difference in the lives of the amputees like me. Thank you.
4: The United Way Tree of Lights is back for another season. The tree is being lit up string by string as donations come in. You can make a donation by driving by the United Way office near 15th and Spruce. The first 50 people donating will receive a $10 gift card from Mr. Mike's. A donation of $25 or more could win you a hashtag local love package. Full details of this year's United Way Tree of Lights campaign are available at uwtol.ca. Forecast from
1: Environment Canada. Clearing this morning, then a mix of sun and cloud. Winds from the west at 20 gusting to 40. A high of minus 1 with a wind chill to minus 13. A mix of sun and cloud tonight. Gusting west winds continuing. A low of minus 7 with a wind chill to minus 14. For Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud. More gusting west winds. A high of minus 2 with an afternoon windchill to minus
0: 7. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George, this is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: Well, a lot of the time, of course, on this show, we spend talking about events that are coming up either in the near future or some ways down the road. But right now, we're going to start this next interview talking about something that just happened. I've got Amy Cassie, who is... Let me see if I can get this right the Manager of Strategic Relations and Community Involvement for the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation.
3: You got it right. It's multiple. Thank
1: you, <laughs> Amy. Wow. Yeah, how big are your business cards? Uh, pretty big. Okay.
3: <laughs> good morning. How are good. you? Good,
1: and yourself? It's I'm been, good, it's, thank you. It's been a while since we've talked.
3: It has been.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. When we last talked, were you still with the Cancer Society?
3: I was, yeah. I was with the Cancer Society and have uh, since moved over to Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation uh, for that local impact piece. So just loving it.
1: Okay. Now, how long have you been there then?
3: Uh, I have been here for about seven, eight months now.
1: Okay. So this past – so I cannot say – so, Amy, our Festival of Trees wrapped up this past weekend. How did it compare to last year's event? Because you wouldn't know.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't know, but I can tell you uh, it was so nice to get back to an in-person event this uh, year. We um, had to go virtual last year, obviously, yeah. with uh, with the COVID situation. So we're able to put parameters in place this year and go ahead with a physical event, which was absolutely wonderful to welcome the community back.
1: Yeah, so I, I suppose... What you were getting then was almost like the second hand from the people who had been there for last year's event, and they were probably even more pumped than you were.
3: Yes, I was going in as a as a newbie yeah. just kind of getting my feet wet and seeing how it all works um, but it was everyone was just absolutely thrilled to get back together I think yeah. the first day when uh when we went and actually loaded up the warehouse <laughs> it was like okay this is happening we are doing this yeah. and it was it was wonderful
1: There's all That's something we in Prince George have had to recognize. Uh, Just talk to anybody from the Women's World Curling Championships about how close you can get to putting on an event.
3: Exactly, and how close you can get, and then all of a sudden it changes. And, you know, quite frankly, I think the... the restrictions were changing throughout festival yes. while we were operating, which was kind of crazy. So, uh, you know, our hope is, is that next year things will be um, a little bit more uh, calm, I would say, mm-hmm. and things uh, more set in stone. And uh, it'll be, it'll seem like a breeze compared to this year.
1: <laughs> now, if I remember correctly, the biggest change that affected you guys, I think actually happened just before the event when they announced that events like that weren't going to be limited to 50 people at a time.
3: Yes, yes. At first, they were limited to 50 people, mm-hmm. and then that changed on the Tuesday night. I believe it was at midnight. <laughs> so we were able to scramble and sell more tickets for uh, for our events and yeah. welcome people back. And, you know, it, it looked a little bit different because we had to have um, certain parameters put in place for safety. Yes. Um, but the community, everyone, you know, Everyone just embraced it. They were so glad to be back. They were so glad to see um, festival back in its physical form. Because mm-hmm. as nice as it is to look at the trees online, oh, yeah. it's so much different when you see it in person. And you, um, you know, you see people you haven't seen in a long time. Um, we were just we were absolutely thrilled to on opening day, and and then the restrictions started to ease for us, so we were able to adapt. And uh, it was our volunteers did incredible.
1: And I guess the one thing that helped you guys to some extent was knowing that the announcement was going to be made just before you guys started, you had put in place the, we will sell our 50 tickets for our ticket events, and then we will start a waiting list.
3: Yes. So So it wasn't like having
1: to throw things wide open when you got more seats.
3: Exactly. So we had pretty much everything, almost, well, pretty much everything was sold out. Yes. Um... But we hadn't, we had just done that first 50 and then yeah. were able to open it up as as restrictions ease. So we just came in on the weekend and started phoning people. And, it, you know, I have to say those phone calls were wonderful because Off. people were so excited yeah. to be able to get tickets to the Santa breakfast or to the teddy bear breakfast or to our gala um, senior's lunch, senior's tea, I mean, there were so many, it was just wonderful okay. to be able to tell people, okay, we're good, you can, we, we've we opened up enough tickets.
1: Now, did, with the waiting list, did you end up still being able to sell out every event?
3: We did, we were, wow. we sold out every event to uh, what we were allowed to have in the building, yeah. um, which was great, and I mean, um People were really good about, you know, we were sometimes finding out a day before yes. that we could release more tickets. Mm-hmm. And so we were phoning people and they said, no, absolutely, I'm in, I'm on the wait list, yep. I want my 10 tickets for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people were just great at adapting with us and, um, you know, we had to get a little bit creative in how we did some things and... Mm-hmm entrances and exits throughout festival mm. um but people were really 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 good with it um we were we were really pleased with how it all executed
1: now I, I during the event were you thinking okay people are getting a little bit more used to having to deal with events like this in terms of you show your passport when you come in you still try to maintain distance between people
3: Definitely. I I definitely think um, I expected a little bit more um, frustrations Mm. or uh, because it looked a little bit different. But in all honesty, like there was nothing. um, Everybody was just thankful that it was back. Mm -hmm. Um, They were completely respectful for um, the rules that were in place from Northern Health. Um, Yeah, it, it honestly went... Far better than than we expected, and um we couldn't be more pleased so now we're looking ahead at twenty twenty two wow, yeah. Just so, thrilling. Yes, yeah,
1: so, yeah. So it was like, okay, we close the doors on Sunday. Okay, now what are the dates going to be for twenty twenty two, and what are we going to do?
3: Pretty much. That's pretty yeah. much what happens. We uh, Sunday afternoon when we close the doors, we've already started actually opening day. We've started making lists for twenty twenty two, looking at okay, what what has worked really well? What do we want to capitalize on? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some ideas that we get from a lot of our guests? You know, they yeah. have great ideas because they come every year. And so, what what can we implement for next year?
1: Okay. Okay, uh, Amy, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk with you, with you some more about uh, Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation Festival of Trees and also what's coming up next. Perfect. After nine.
3: In the spirit of their current exhibition, Reflections, A Meditation on 35 Years of Collecting, Two Rivers Gallery invites you to be the curator. Arrange artworks on a magnetic wall and learn more about their permanent collection in this interactive activity. Share a photo of your finished display using the hashtag Gallery and tagging at Two Rivers Gallery on Instagram and Facebook. It's your very own DIY Gallery, a fun and engaging activity from Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. If you attended a federal Indian Day School, now is your time to make your claim. If you experience harm at your school, you may be eligible to receive a check for compensation. Remember, you need to make your claim before July 13, 2022. See if your school is on the list and get free legal help. Start at indiandayschools.com or call 1-844-539- 3815 Claim what's yours
4: The UNBC Timberwolves in partnership with apparel supplier Kahunaverse have opened an online shop Everyone is invited to order a new jersey featuring the design work of Gitsan artist Trevor Angus. The jerseys are available in soccer and basketball designs. Choose the style you prefer in your size and have it customized with your favorite number. Today is the final day to put in your jersey order. To order your custom UNBC Timberwolves jersey, visit bookstore.unbc.ca. The Prince George Fiber Arts Guild has a great variety of handmade items available for sale through Christmas. Spinning, knitting, weaving, felting and more stop by the fiber arts guild room at studio 2880 between 11 and 4 saturday and sunday or check out their items during the pop-up market at studio 2880 saturday december 18th from 9 to 3 you can also make an appointment through the contact information at pgfiberarts.ca the prince george fiber arts guild homemade items for your holiday gift giving
0: it's after nine on prince george's community station 93.1 cfis fm
1: so Amy you were saying festival of trees wrapped up Sunday afternoon down at the civic center you guys were already taking ideas from people and stuff when it, the, do you have sort of the formal debriefing time set up right now
3: we do. So we actually, uh, the Monday after, oh. by Monday afternoon, we've got uh, the Civic Center completely cleared out, yep. um, and we actually host a meeting with our committee chairs that night, wow. where we go over uh, what worked really well, what was our successes, mm-hmm. um, and, and then we also look at, you know, what are some ideas that we want to take into next year, so we've already done that. We also get an idea for uh, who's coming back for next year, what mm-hmm. volunteer positions look like. And then uh, we've got the year two, because it does, I mean, it takes a full year Oof, of yes. planning to bring it together. Um, so we've, pretty much as soon as the doors closed, we're already working on next year.
1: Do you sometimes yeah. wish that you could just leave a few of the trees behind so they'd be in place for next year?
3: <laughs> you know what? No. You know why? Because it's, we always want it to look very different yes. when someone comes in from one year to the next. Yeah. So... It's kind of nice when we pack up this year and go, okay, what's going to be our theme next year? What are we working on? And the committee plans out themes three years in advance. Wow. So we know what they're, what they're going to be working on because of course, to get um, supplies and to get decor, you can only get it at certain times of the year. So yes. that's why they want to be they want to be looking at three years in advance.
1: So now when do you usually release to the public what the theme is for the 2022 show?
3: Usually in October, uh, okay. September, October, when tickets yeah. go on sale and we'll release the theme. Okay. Um, designers usually get an idea a little bit before as to what our color schemes will be. Mm. Um, if they want to be, you know, this year we went with a really natural look yeah. um, with pine trees and red and cardinals.
1: A homegrown um, Christmas.
3: Yeah, exactly. Homegrown Christmas this year. So uh, we always give designers a bit of an idea so they can play with that theme and integrate it into their trees as well.
1: Yeah. And I know some people are probably sitting out there going... Wait a second! It takes them a year to plan the festival of trees. Well, the thing is, you guys aren't just planning the festival of trees for the entire year. There's no. a lot of other stuff happening down at Spirit of the North. Like, what what's the next big event?
3: So the next big event will be our Spirit Day coming up in May. Oh, okay. um, that'll be our next really big one.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, we've also got the golf tournament, the Cougars Alumni Charity Golf Tournament Ooh. that we do every yeah. year. Um, that's in the summertime and then um we've got a number of third party events that we do uh wine lovers at coast hotels is in september mm-hmm. so we've got a number of events throughout the year that um that we plan, and then of course we do a lot more than uh, than just events. We really work with our donors yeah. to figure out um, what means the most to them in terms of giving and, and where they're going to have the biggest impact. And we work closely with um, our our colleagues in healthcare to find out what is go- what equipment is going to have the biggest impact in the north.
1: Now, what is the what's the impact? What's the healthcare impact goal, shall we say, for right now?
3: So right now, um, Festival of Trees was geared towards cardiac care in the north as our mm-hmm. first step towards a standalone cath lab, mm-hmm. um, and that is going to be our ongoing campaign over the next little while. America. I think it's going to be a very big project for the North. It's Mm -hmm. also going to have um, a huge impact on people because so many people um, have to travel to Vancouver for um, cardiac procedures. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can do them in-house here in Prince George and and create less travel for um, northern communities, the better off families are. So we're really working hard at that, um, and that is our next big focus.
1: So this is not... A single piece of equipment, like a lot of times it has been in the past for Spirit of the North. This is sort of more of an overarching.
3: Exactly. Yeah. This is an overarching. Um, this will be a number of pieces of equipment for a number of procedures, um, and it'll be an ongoing project, okay. which is great because I, you know, there really is a need up here um, mm-hmm. to create less travel for people so that we can do these things in house, and it just. It adds, when people have to travel down south for um, procedures, it creates Uh more stress in an already stressful situation. Uh So the more we can alleviate that, the better healing is.
1: And, of course, um, if people have to travel for cardiac procedures and stuff like that, sometimes they can't fly.
3: Yes. Yep.
1: And so then if uh, something happens to the road system down south.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think this year has really highlighted the importance of healthcare in the north. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, health care does touch everyone at some point. And cardiac is a, is a big piece of that. And we've seen this year the uh, when when we get a big storm rolling in, uh. the detriment that that does for people. So the more we can do uh, in the hub in, in Prince George in the north, the better off.
1: Yes. Now... Where are you guys located? Is the office open?
3: We are. Our office is open. We are in the hospital. So we are right behind um, where the gift shop is. We're right behind there. Um, We are open finally again, which is great. We've been open for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been quiet in here, of course, with... (laughs) with, checkpoints at the hospital yes. but, uh, but it's nice to be back open to the public and, and see people popping in for questions or for donations mm-hmm. and to follow up on things that part has been really really great
1: ok now if people want to get in touch with you by phone or go through the website how do they do it?
3: Just uh, visit our website, Mm spiritofthenorth.ca, or uh, give us a call in the office, 250-565-2515. We're always happy to chat and hear how we can help.
1: Yes. What are the office hours?
3: We are open Monday to Friday, 830 to 430.
1: Okay. So almost like regular business hours. (laughs) Pardon? Say that. Sorry, one more time. Almost like regular business hours.
3: Exactly. We're <laughs> yeah. regular business hours, which is good.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Festival of Trees is wrapped up. Is this, as far as you've been able to tell from talking to people, because like, you said, again, this is your, a lot of this stuff you are still going through for just the first time, especially given that a lot of this is now going to be non-COVID related, hopefully. Yes. So... Is this kind of a planned gap between major events just for people to sort of relax a little bit from last year and get geared up for the coming year?
3: Yeah, so from an events perspective, definitely there's a bit mm-hmm. of a, um, there's a bit of a break right now while we head into Spirit Days. But, yeah. um, from a, from a foundation perspective, oh. I mean, we're working all year long. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're heading into our year-end campaign where, um, where we're reaching out to donors to connect with them and, and see, uh, what they're passionate about and how we can, uh, how we can meet those needs for them. So really, um, it, we are, we are full tilt, uh, mm-hmm. all year long long, and then events are another way for us to connect with the community in general um, and let them know about the good work that we do at Spirit of the North.
1: So I'm guessing we will probably start to hear things, I was going to be guessing, I would say early April yep, for Spirit Day?
3: Definitely, you'll start hearing from us. And we, um, we do granting cycles, so when we mm, are purchasing yep. uh, pieces of equipment, you'll hear from us letting right. us know that thanks to uh, the generosity of our donors, we were able to purchase this piece of equipment, and here's the impact it's going to have on the North. Um, you'll, hear from, hear, you'll hear that from us throughout the year, which oh, is really wonderful.
1: Okay. Amy Cassie, Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation, thank you very much for calling in, bringing us up to date on what happened at Festival of Trees and what's coming up.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, and thanks, to everyone, for the support of Festival. We can't wait to see you in 2022.
1: Okay. Sounds great. So Festival of Trees, obviously a success, and now they get, as Amy said, they don't really get time off because they're still working, but they've got a couple of months off until the next major event, so that must be kind of nice for them. But uh, no. Now, one other event that i wanted to mention it is a weekly occurrence at this point it's the community market uh-huh right out here right in our, Foyer. our door yes every saturday from eight thirty till 2 it's running for at least the month of december and i believe the plans are to have it continue after that that would be awesome yes and uh I had not made it down for them yet, but I heard a couple of people say that uh, the number of vendors has been increasing, Good, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. People hear about it, and they're going, oh, yeah, okay. That sounds like something that I could get my crafts or my jewelry involved with.
5: And well, it gives everybody, like, all they got to do is go kitty-corner and they're shopping toys.
1: Yes. Yeah, just um, a word of advice. Do not go kitty corner no, at don't. the intersection no. itself. No, we cross haven't, both we haven't ways. We not that far yet. Yes, cross both ways. That'll about do it for today's show. Trudy Clausen will be hosting tomorrow after 9. After Nine is a daily presentation of CFISFM.
0: After Nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Echo Wiley, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. Theme music is by The Ebs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. C A
2: This is Nine by One C if I.